Yes, another episode of Stand Up Memories. We're having so much fun. We've got Chris. How many how many shows are we going to do before you learn to not start the show before he says action? I know. I have to wait for action. It's very. You have no life because I that, have no that, life. You start the show because you're so excited. I get excited and I start. Is this early. the most exciting thing that happens to you all week? Tell the truth. Well, actually, on the History Channel tonight, they're doing Harry Truman. <laughs> so don't say I don't have fun. Wow. Ooh. Now, as welcome. Woods would say, hats and horns. Hats and horns. That's w this show is called Stand Up Memories. I knew Bob Woods for and Bob years Woods before I finally figured out what he was saying. Bob Woods. When you say something exciting, you go hats a, and horns. Hats is a Long Island meant, comedian like, that we still remember. New Year's Eve. Hats right. and horns. And we want to share with you. We we're sharing, and we're going to continue to share now yeah. about Vince D'Antona, a ventriloquist. And a guy who was as funny offstage as he was on stage. But first, let's intro the show for people who are new this week. I am Peter Bales. This is Jackie, the joke man, Martling. The joke man. The joke man. Believe me, he is. And the one and only Chris Monty, absolutely a killer. And killer in comedy is a very wow. good thing. Where did he graduate, Pete? He graduated from my comedy school oh, called Stand Up oh. Memories. That Stand Up University. Oh, stand up, st right, stand up, I'm excited. It's so excited. Stand up Memories is the name of this show. Stand up University is the name of my I think I still show. have the sweatshirt. You have the sweatshirt, you have your degree. We give out diplomas. Degree oh, and sweatshirt, it only cost me $600, so I got the sweatshirt <laughs> still. Is that what that cost? They used to charge you for the sweatshirt, Did it come with a guarantee? Did it come with a guarantee? We were poor. No, no it's not $600, it's a lot cheaper than $600. No. In, fact, in fact, if you're a, an attractive female, it's, it's free. That's right. Now, said, now, now, now not to. No, 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 before you get any more misogynistic, no, that was, that was no. mis misogynistic no, and it gets blamed on me. Professional. Um, we're professional. Is that Jackie Martling? When we all started, um, Vince came on a little bit. I think he made, might have just got out of the Marines and he came, mm -hmm. he came on like after we'd all been doing it a year or so. And everybody knew each other's acts and everything. And then he, this has got nothing to do with his act, but he met this girl and she, I think he married her. Johnny and him were married. I he was he was married, yes, twice. And, I know Maureen. Right. And Johnny wanted to be in show business. She wanted to have an act, and he agreed. And she had she was a big girl, a tall like probably six inches taller than him, but she had a it wasn't a little cute dummy like George. Right. Like she had a big huge woman dummy. <laughs> And they were horrible. <laughs> they were they were absolutely. I mean, and I I just know Vinny was taking one for the team because after the shows they go to the bar and she would pick up chicks, and they would have threesomes. I don't. I, he, he passed away, but I. I God rest his soul. And <laughs> he he'd just be up on stage with a smile because he knew after this is over. You know, you know, he's taking one for the team. But they were horrendous. But he was so so funny, and we drove. Speaking of driving, we got in my car and drove to West Virginia. Now that not Virginia, West Virginia, West Virginia. the library lounge in West Virginia, and Oof. we were so bad, and it was such a long ride, and it was just delightful because he was a yeah. hoot. He was just a hoot. To oh be yeah, he was great. He was the first headliner to take me on the road. We didn't go on the far road. We went to Connecticut, but the first one to offer me, hey, I have a gig. It's a Sunday afternoon. I need you to do twenty minutes whatever it was, 200 bucks, I'll pick you up. We go up to the gig together, and I was, like, beside myself thrilled. Oh. And we, uh, we were doing a, a temple, 
And so I remember stopping the town outside of the temple. We, we left early. You know, Vince always left early. He didn't want to travel. And it was maybe uh, the gig was at 3 o'clock, and it was about 1.30. We get to this town, and he goes, we got time. We'll stop in here for a couple of pops because I don't know if they're going to have anything to drink <laughs> at the temple. You never know. Yeah. And you know, we did. We stopped in for two drinks, you know, ordered a little appetizer at the bar, and then we went to the temple, and they had wine. And so everybody's like, you guys want wine? We're like, yeah, why not? And so I had to drive home because Vince had <laughs> I, You know, I got a, uh, we did a roast for Vince D'Antoni. I have it on DVD. Oh, oh my God. I got to find it. You in, know, uh, and I don't think, I, I think I was on the Stern show at that point. You were on yeah, Stern. Were on. It was, I think it was like 2005. And one of my jokes or was. Or even 2003 it might have been. One of my jokes was, oh. in Vince's neighborhood, the children call him the puppet man. And they've never even seen George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. This is stand-up memories, and we're remembering uh, Vince D'Antona, who, a little background, served his country in Vietnam and was wounded and was a tunnel rat mm -hmm. because he was small in, in stature. He's tiny. He talked a little bit about A little that. bit. Not a lot. Not a lot. Could, I never really prodded him on it when we spent a lot of time together. But one thing I will say I miss about Vince is the two in the morning phone calls because I was, you know, in those days, when, even when I started closing shows and, and wasn't working with them as much, yeah. I was up, I'd get home at 1.30, get back to my apartment, I was a bachelor, I'd pour a bourbon, I'd have a slice of pizza, watch whatever's on reruns, and I'd get that phone call at 2.15, and it would be Vince driving home from the Poconos or something. Hey, uh, what are you doing? Just talk, where'd you work tonight? And just talk, and he, you know, he wanted to stay awake in the right, car. Right, so right. He, he, I talked to him, I said, Vince, you know, whenever you want to call, call, I don't care what time it is, I'm up, I'm a bachelor. With you know? this, this is kind of involves that he's, He's just a, a ball breaker oh, and, a, and a practical joker. And I'll, I'll fill in the details that don't matter what they are to make the thing work. But him and Steve Rizzo worked a gig. Oh. And they had to come back through the city. And at the time, Rizzo worked far out on Long Island as a teacher. But far enough out that the closest place to get the daily news, he had to drive back in towards Manhattan, like 45 minutes or something, to get like, a place like Queens where they, where they yeah. actually dropped off the daily news. And on the way in, they heard that John Lennon had been killed. And they say, well, we gotta go to the vigil. I don't know, maybe it wasn't the same night, maybe the vigil was the next night, two nights, whatever it was. But they went to this vigil on the way back from the gig. And there's, you know, John Lennon vigil at wherever, I don't know, it was Strawberry Fields or at the Dakota or whatever, and there's all kinds of press, and all people singing, and there's a whole melee, you know. Right. You know. And they come home, and I guess he dropped Vince off and to get his car, and Vince took his car, and of course went to the diner to get a cup of coffee. And Rizzo drove, he's driving all the way back to Long Island to way out on Long Island, because right. that's where he teaches. And Vince sees the paper, and he calls Rizzo. He says, Rizzo, we're on the cover of the Daily News. And like, there's a million photographers there at right. random, so who knows at what point. Right. And Rizzo's all the way out, and he had to teach school at like 7.30 in the morning. But he was such an egomaniac that he drove all the way back, all the way back to get the Daily News. And he gets all the way back to get the Daily News, and it was an aerial shot of the, <laughs> of the 
that great? That is, that, that that is great? such a Vince Dan. Oh, that is so great. Oh, my God. That is great. Uh, just, I was there that night. Uh, I was living in the city, working at the comic strip a lot. The night Peter was Lennon. the comic at John Lennon's uh, wake. I opened. <laughs> No, but it was it was a remarkable evening. People were very upset. I didn't quite get that. I was there to meet chicks, but uh, no, I joke. That's a horrible thing to say. But it was I a kid very because heavy, I love. I kid because I love. I, I'll never forget that night, though. I was there. Abnormally warm. I think I was. Uh, would you two. have used the same material for McCartney's? Absolutely. You would use the oh, same. Oh, absolutely. Joke. Well, you yeah. use, use the same jokes. He's yeah, been using yeah. the same jokes for forty years. I now. use that joke. Uh, after the Buddy Holly crash. <laughs> I have been around. Didn't you work at the Coliseum? I did. <laughs> the one in Rome, ladies and gentlemen. That's how long I've been doing stand-up comedy. We need rim shots on this show. <laughs> I opened for Gregorian Chants. So, <laughs> how well did you know D'Antoni? Pretty well, pretty well. We were, we were pretty close friends. His, I, I booked him on a lot of stuff when I would get stuff. And um, But his father... I didn't work, know that. His I, father worked at some kind of plant or some kind of printing, or I don't know what you'd call it. He worked <laughs> at the place that made the big letters that go on the side of airplanes, like, mm -hmm. you know, KZ34, yeah. TWA, these big plastic indestructible. And his father made me 5,000 of those 922 wine yellow stickers for my dial joke. Oh, yeah. Indestructible. I still have never been able to find one. Where could they be? They're indestructible. They got to be someplace. <laughs> but I was, he was so excited to do that for me. I couldn't believe it. What a, uh, what a great guy. Stand-up memories. Now, you've known a lot of comedians. But you told, us, you told me a story once that stuck with me for some reason. You've told me a lot of stories, but this one stuck with me. I think about it. I'm, I'm scared about what's coming. No, sure we're going to use no, it. What? I, you know, you somehow spent time after a show with the boxer, Joe Frazier. Oh, with Joe Frazier. And he, he told you, how do we put this in it? Because I have the highest respect for Muhammad Ali, but Frazier told you, you know why Muhammad Ali is... Oh, well, he, he said say, that. He, he said went, that on the way out. Listen to this. Listen to it. Well, I'll tell you a story. We got, I get, I'm at the Casbah Comedy Club, okay. Mark Vito, down in, um, in Wildwood, New Jersey. Um, it was a summer gig. It went from Memorial Day to like two weeks after Labor yeah. Day. And it could be brutal. You're there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Beach crowds, late, tired, you know. But uh, I, I, we get this hot weekend, and it's just packed, and it's great. And I'm backstage sitting in, and I'm the, I'm the closer. I, I don't say headliner. You're a headliner. You're a headliner. I'm, I, I'm going last. And so the owner- The years I went last, yeah. not because of the, the only reason I went last was because I was dirty and I was by far the loudest. That's, <laughs> a, that's how we got rated. That's Actually, how you got rated. Martling's on last. You're the, the way loudest. my career is going, I was a headliner. Now I'm a guest spot. Now you're a guest <laughs> spot. Which is, which is something. Well, I this know. is a three-man show. You know, okay. MC, the, the house MC was the owner of the club. Right, right, right. Anyway, but he comes backstage and he goes, you're never going to believe this. Joe Frazier's here with his girlfriend and a few people. I go, smoking Joe Frazier? Yeah. Oh, my God. I said, well... After the show, I might embarrass myself because I want to take a picture with him and, and meet him. And the owner goes, well, you're going to be embarrassed behind me because I'm meeting him first, you know? And yeah. so we go out there. After the show, the show was great. I, I swear to God, I, he was on the Stern Show a bunch of times. Yeah. And uh, I thought you were going to say he wanted to tell jokes. 
Or he wanted to sing. No, he... We, you know he's a singer. I think he actually put out an album. Yeah, I think he did sing. We were at the bar. Everybody leaves. He's there with his girlfriend or whatever. And uh, he comes over to me. He shakes my hand. He says, you're one funny man. I really enjoyed the show tonight. And I said, uh, champ, can I buy you a drink? And he goes, no, no, no. I'll buy you a drink. Come. So we sat down and we talked until 3 in the morning. Me, the other two comedians, uh, they come to some of the staff, you know, the bartender. And that's it. Everybody else left. And then we just closed the bar. And uh, we sat there, and he was telling great stories. Here's one of my favorite things you he said. You really got to pay close attention because he was... He was okay. He was still okay. This is about two years before he died. He was just okay. But still, when he shook your hand, it was like granite. Like, I mean, it was unbelievable, right? He had a cane, but when he shook your hand, man, it was... But he said, I said, what's the greatest thing you accomplished in your career? Was it, you know, becoming a heavyweight champion of the world? And he said, no, the greatest thing I accomplished was um, I went back to the land where my grandparents were slaves on in South Carolina. I bought the land, I built a mansion, and I gave it to my parents. He goes, that was the greatest thing I accomplished. Nice. Wow. Nice. You know, which nice. is, isn't that amazing? Um, and then we, we went back and forth. He said, he had told me he was upset with Ali because Ali never really gave back to the African-American community as much as he should have, whereas uh, Frazier was very big in that field, you know? But then... When, 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 this is what Peter loves. Yeah. When, when he's walking out of the club, we had a great night drinking. And he never drank or smoked his whole life. And he told me he didn't start drinking beers until he turned 60. He said he never smoked a cigarette, never smoked a joint, never did any drugs or anything. Even if he got sick, he'd only take aspirin and that'd be it. Like he was, yeah. didn't, clean as a whistle. But he liked beer. And when he became 60, he just enjoyed beer and he liked Heineken's. That was your drink of choice, right? You're a Heineken man. No, according to the show. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, he, I wouldn't drink it with a gun to my head, but yes. <laughs> you know. So we took a picture together. He gave me an autograph, and as he walked out of the club, and he said, you know why Ali uh, can't speak and he shakes all the time? Because he went 45 rounds with me. And that's what he said. And it was a great, what a great exit, too. Oh, what a perfect man, timing. that's his exit What a great what line. What an exit line, right? Line. That's it. Drop the mic. Wow. Boom. Drop the yeah. mic. Oh, that, that was a great a, night. A, I get more trip. excited when I meet sports heroes because I've worked with John Rivers, um, Kevin James, I'm friends with, all these people. And people say, you get nervous, you meet these stars, uh, Jackie Martling. You were, I go, no, I, I kind of look at them as my... But you when know, somebody's from a different walk of life... Yeah, you know. I mean, I met, I met um, you know, famous New York Islanders, famous New York Jets, some Mets, and, when, and boxers. When I meet those guys that I grew up... Because I'm a big sports fan, and, you know... I, I just get, that's when I get like, oh man, I really want to meet you. Yeah, I, I love doing those golf outings and yeah. I go up, go up and then, you know, I got chased around the ballroom by Larry Holmes and by Clark Gillies and by Jerry Cooney, you know. Because yeah, you're did. there to insult them. Right. You know, I, I did one outing where nobody ever tells you anything and Jake LaMotta uh -huh. yeah. insisted on going on. So Jake LaMotta went on before me. And he did a couple of minutes. He's just, he's about this tall with a hat this big. He was so terrible. And the guests of honor, and I don't know football, so I might not get this right, were like the 69 Dallas Cowboys or the 73, whoever, whoever. they were. I used to know. But they had all found Jesus. It was, it was a team that uh, Joe, Broadway Joe was on. That's the 69 Jets. Jets. Oh, maybe 69. 68 Jets, 69 But these 69 guys Super Bowl. had all found Jesus, and nobody told me this. So I'm up <laughs> there talking about, you know, Joe Namath is snorting coke off. Of, the reason Joe wasn't out here with us, he's in the, in the bathroom snorting coke off a of waitress's ass. These guys all got up and left. 
That's on your joke or Jake or Jake's well, joke? Well, on a series of stuff I'm yeah. doing. And then like, well, yeah, man, like, you know, they're all, they found Jesus. Like, well, it would be nice to mention that. Before <laughs> the gig, before I go on. By the way, don't mention the wife, she's dead. You know, yeah, like that. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Oh, God. Uh, this is the number one Jet fan. Ugh. And even today, I mean, uh, it's tough. It's, it's, even when they're good, it's tough. Even when they're good, they it's good. They got a talented team. The funniest, stupidest thing. And I actually, I wound up taking my nephew to a bunch, I'm not a football fan, but taking him to the Jets games. And it was the, uh, Fireman Ed. Yeah. So Gary must have been talking about him or something. And, and, and Howard said, we're on commercial. He said, who, who are you talking about? And then we come back from the commercial and Gary explains, is this guy who's a Jet fan that stands up with no shirt on. He's on his brother-in-law's shoulders with a backwards fireman hat and he quiets the entire stadium. He goes, one, two, three, and everybody goes, Jets, 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 whatever it is. And I actually saw this happen three, five times with my nephew at this thing. He's still there. So he tells, is that right? So Gary tells Howard this, and he goes, Howard says, that's that's pretty crazy. See, you know, book him, bring him in. Gary called Fireman Ed and Fireman Ed wouldn't come on the show because he was afraid that Howard wouldn't take him seriously. <laughs> that's a true story. That is a true story. Oh, that's funny. He that said, you got to be, are you kidding? Oh, that's funny. He's still there. He's still there. Is that right? Getting he quit up at- for a couple of years because people were getting mad at him and were, he was getting abused by the fans and he stopped. I'm not doing it anymore. If the fans aren't going to, you know, they're going to treat me with respect. And now he's back because I guess he, he needs the spotlight, you know? And the whole stupid stadium. Yeah. Well, only when they're good. When they, when, they, when they stink, they crowd, you know. Sit down, Ed. Whoever, or whoever's in the, the Jets are playing, all their fans are there because, you know. Uh, I, you know, you talk about sports. Comedians bounce. And I love writing with Chris, always have. And I had an idea. I couldn't make it work. He makes it work right away. Well, let me say, you're, and you pick it up. Your grandmother, your grandmother is watching. Baseball. Baseball. And... And so I watched a game with my, my 90-something-year-old grandmother and the Mets. They get a home run. And um, then they showed the replay. And she goes, we got another one. You know? <laughs> Wait, and this is the best line he gave me. He goes, and then they showed the replay in slow motion. And she goes, these guys aren't even trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was, that was the classic Polish joke way, way back. Because the, the Polish guy lost $50 on a horse. And he lost another $50 on the instant replay. <laughs> This has been Stand Up Memories. Wow, that went quickly with the one and only Chris Monty. Of course, Jackie Martling, who remembers every joke. And I am Peter Bales. This has been so much fun. And we're coming back next I want to first say two horrible things that happened to me. (laughs) Because because I'm getting old. And and I I will forget to do these. My sister called up and said, if you're coming over the house... Or she has twin grandchildren. I'm out of diapers and I'm in some bad shape. I need diapers. Will you stop and get some diapers? I said, no problem. And I walked into Rite Aid and said to the girl, where are the diapers? And without flinching, she said, adult or children? <laughs> you know what? It's a legitimate question. It's a, but at the time, I thought she was saying, oh, are they for you, old man? You know, of course it's a legitimate. I, I just... 
I was just crushed. And of course, it was so ridiculous. And I just laughed my ass off. And then I bought some diapers for myself. <laughs> <laughs> we did that. We did that on the Stern Show. We all put on adult diapers and stood up and stood and watched each other as we... It's nicer that way, isn't it? Here's, here's my joke. Very warm. Here's my joke on that. I recently went to CVS to buy condoms, and the cashier looked at me and went, are you kidding me? And I got so mad. I'm, I said, what, what, I'm too old to buy condoms? I'm not virile enough to buy condoms? And she goes, no, your coupon expired. <laughs> it's not easy to be old, but this is stand-up memories. Chris Monty, Jackie Martling, Peter Bales. See you next time. <laughs> that was a pretty good episode. A new episode every Wednesday with me, Peter Bales, Jackie the Joke Man Martling, comedians, interesting people. Leave a comment. We'll, we're going to get, we'll get uh, what am I saying? I don't know. We're going to get back to you. We will respond to your comment. Standupmemories.com, if you go there, it shows all the different platforms. Oh, Spotify, we're on everything. Every Wednesday. Stand Up Memories. Every Wednesday. A new episode.